Hi, it's Sofia, Martina and Marlene. For our university project, we created this podcast in which we interview practitioners of the performing arts sector, investigating with them the relationship between performing arts and spaces. Today, we will talk with Ariane Bieu, architect, manager and cultural expert. Ariane was project manager of In Situ, a European platform for artistic creation in public space, and she was cultural manager of Matera 2019 European Capital of Culture. How do you think that COVID affects the spaces? Um, because of the current changes, obviously, the space is really um, not safe right now, and there are a lot of changes that are happening. Uh, for example, a lot of institutions are going outside, they are going to public spaces. Some of them are more um, trying to go with um, limited capacity or with some technological um, changes, for example, the air changes and um, similar aspects. And how do you think how the spaces, how COVID can have the influence on the space change or and if there will be some changes will be will these changes will be permanent or more temporary so to me it's this is one of the most difficult question from your part to answer because i have i personally have very few experience in performing art venues the conventional one because strangely i always had to uh, implement a program or create also a performing art non in a conventional venue because of many reasons because i worked in cities where there were no theater no uh, cultural center uh, like it was the case in matera as example but much before when uh, i ran a festival close to turin uh, it was exactly the same and so What were asked to me, as I was an architect, was uh, how is it possible to do an artistic programming in public space or uh, in heritage sites, as example, or unconventional spaces? So it's quite difficult for me to, uh, to answer clearly your questions, but uh, for sure what I can see also from uh, other experience the last months. For sure, many of the conventional spaces one would like to act more in public space. So it opens the capacity to think about it, just to go a little bit closer to, uh, to the audience. I guess this is one of the first reason. But uh, when I was working or in situ, and this was not the case because I, I first start, uh, started as a, a partner of uh, the institute network uh, because we had no conventional spaces. For that reason, uh, I get specialized more in that field. And at the end, it is also what was asked to me, but mainly personally find it much, much more interesting. So uh, both at the partner, uh, first for institute for the institute network and then also as a coordinator uh, because this was the, the occasion for, for me to understand better why firstly how to create and project artistic and uh, performing arts working with artists in in spaces that are always different 
So you always have to start again in, uh, in programming what you can do and that uh, you have to deal with much more questions because there is not the usual framework. So you always have to think about the artistic creation, but the content, but also the framework where you are uh, operating and, uh, and the continent, the content and the continent, of course, both are part of the, of the game. But what I discovered deeply in, um, in the Institute network was that it is not only because the partner didn't have a conventional venue that they were programming uh, artists in public space. It was really by decision, by quite by necessity. It was another way of creating and it was another way of, of programming. Much more uh, experimental, but also much closer both to the audience, the social issues, and also creating from from the artist creating new new framework new experiences and creating at the end new formats uh, for performing arts so it was not by obligation it was really by uh, exploration by the will of exploration so i don't know if i fits to all your uh, your questions but i guess this is the most important thing to understand. So it's deciding to uh, present or create performing arts uh, in public space or in unconventional space is not only by default, uh, like uh, COVID or some reason could lead to uh, today. Uh, it's really because both artists and programmers are convinced this is uh, crucial for our time. This is crucial for creation, and this is also crucial for experimentation, getting closer to the audience. Um, many of the participatory processes uh, started uh, in that field. So it's and it is also uh, a question of not always presenting this uh, art form in the same way. So if you have a conventional venue, uh, you know there is a stage, uh, more or less the same, the, the light more or less the same. The conditions are quite similar. So you don't have to adapt uh, a lot. Since artists who are working in public space, as well as programmers, always have to readapt constantly. So there is the this this is really the reason why these artists and these programmers uh, are um, creating much more format than a product, a replicable product. So it's a format uh, that can be larger, smaller, uh, much more uh, participative, much more, I don't know, uh, much more linked on the... Uh, installation and uh, uh, created only for one kind of public space but could be also adapted to uh, another kind and uh, I guess this is what is for me much much more uh, interesting so uh, the public space is seen as a as a playground in a way
Can I ask you something related to this? Um, when you think about spaces that are now planned to be built or that will be built in the future, do you think that they will take these aspects that were found to be very relevant in uh, public spaces and in unconventional spaces and introduce them into the space that they w are going to build? So it's not like, I don't know if it's understandable what I'm what I want to say but like so it's not an, a public space or an unconventional space but it will be like a, a proper building um, a proper cultural space but they take into consideration the aspects that were found to be relevant from 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 public and con unconventional spaces I, I guess both are useful as as they are okay. uh, so the, the if the so-called uh, black box uh, mm -hmm. uh, is also important from specific uh, um, performing arts. The one that has to be replicable. So having more or less the same criteria through um, uh, between uh, all these performing art venues, uh, the conventional one, I mean, um, is also important to ensure it to the artists that would like to have the same product in every places. What surely COVID now is changing is the way of touring. So because traveling uh, should have much more sense, I guess. So probably, I don't know how they will build the, 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 the next one. <laughs> so that would be for my colleagues of uh, my uh, colleagues, uh, my architects. I guess it's uh, something in between. Um, so it, this is my personal uh, <laughs> yeah. impression. The conventional spaces are much more comfortable. So some of the time, the artists uh, working in public space also want to uh, to have a working time in a more conventional, more comfortable, like during the winter, as example, uh, or uh, having um, a safe place to for rehearsal for. Uh, uh, research, um, uh, also to, to, to experiment. So this is, uh, this could be uh, a kind of um, residency space. Having always the same uh, replicable uh, art form could be uh, important for some of the artists, but uh, I guess that these times are also changing. So. I personally uh, would like to think these spaces uh, as uh, uh, a welcome uh, space, much more open to uh, every kind of uh, art form, in, uh, mainly more in the residency, uh, the research residency time, the, uh, the rehearsal, when you need time, a long time for the creation. And then going out of this black box uh, and experiment, face your creation with all the uh, spaces. So this could uh, enlarge much more the creativity also of the artists. 
because artists uh, acting only in public space most of the time also are missing this safe venue. So I would consider it uh, both spaces as uh, uh, one in the first steps of the creative process and the second one in the uh, uh, in the last part of the process that is more uh, public and audience. Still, um, we have to admit that also because because it is public space, it's a very delicate space in which uh, we can program uh, and acting. So it's not only go out and do <laughs> because uh, this is simply not working. Uh, the most of the time the audience is not invited. Uh, the audience doesn't know. Uh, uh, it is audience uh, itself. So it's uh, sometimes just by surprise that they are there. So it's very delicate because the public space belongs to uh, everybody. So you always need to deal with that and uh, the security. Uh, so it's also for the programmer, it's also something that is uh, really heavy. Uh, to do because every time you need to start again <laughs> from from the beginning, it is expensive. It is much more expensive um, because of the security, uh, because of the technical requests as well. Uh, why uh, in a theater space, as example, you always have. Um, the usual lights, the usual sound, and maybe some additionals for a specific art form. But uh, in public space, you always need something different. Uh, and you, you also need to scale it uh, or upscale it to the, to the space itself. Uh, uh, so uh, it's, um, yes. It requires much more efforts, but not only in these terms, also in the, in the terms of uh, how can you um, make it acceptable uh, as an inclusion in the public space. Because you also have to fight with public space becoming private uh, with restaurants and the bar, as example, uh, with the terrace that is becoming uh, quite now uh, uh, a question of public space uh, as well. So uh, both are necessary, but the objectives, I guess, uh, should be different. Um, what is a pity uh, now is that, in a way, um, both spaces uh, or programmers from these spaces are uh, working independently, not uh, closely enough. Uh, so probably the next step would be to to connect these two worlds and probably readapt uh, the the mission of uh, of each one. I wanted to ask something about Matera. I mean. Uh, this was a, a huge pro project that really transformed completely a city. 
Tera was a city that was culturally inactive, I mean, without theaters, without uh, convention spaces to do uh, culture. So how, how did you transform like a, a city of rocks uh, in a stage? Yes, this was one of the biggest challenges, of course. <laughs> no, the fact is that uh, there were not this venue, the, this venue were missing, clearly. Um, but cultural creation uh, was there anyway uh, from the beginning. Uh, with the reopened Capital of Culture title and this uh, project, um, the fact is that there was the opportunity to, uh, to grow on both levels. Uh, the quantity of production, because one of the biggest challenge of the project of Matera 2019 was 50 original productions um, coming from the south of Italy. Also, this was the second challenge within the, the challenge. Uh, the other challenge was also, uh, let's use this time to build these venues that are missing. Uh, the second challenge uh, was not fulfilled. Uh, not in time, probably it will be done now, uh, but still it was not uh, made. So clearly uh, there were not uh, theatre, not opera, there were not cultural centre, there were not... Uh, finally we managed to have a query that became uh, a space for more live events like concert. Um, they also have done a, a temporary uh, cultural building, but that was not meant to, to be a, um, a performing art venue at all. Uh, too small, uh, too low, to, yes, it was not usable for that, uh, honestly. So, um, uh, what I really liked in the project of Matera 2019 is that uh, with this challenge, uh, the city was not only a stage, should not only become a stage itself, but also being a playground for the preparation for becoming the stage, because there was uh, there is a real difference between um, doing a performing art uh, action uh, in the public space, like in a square or uh, like a parade, as example. Um, and this is one point uh, that is, I would say, the, the most first level. But um, use the city as a stage or as a component of the production that could uh, offer uh, sound effect, as example, um, light uh, uh, becoming uh, also a set, uh, like in a film, uh, so that the, the city itself uh, is part of the performance. 
um, what we can all find unconventional spaces uh, like, uh, as example, query, uh, but also caves, <laughs> of course. Um, so it also offers the, uh, the occasion to experiment or to create something that wouldn't have been made uh, in, um, uh, in a conventional space because uh, it's just impossible to uh, present it uh, in a theatre uh, because it's not made for that. So, uh, the big challenge was the difficulty to find the availability uh, of the spaces. Um, because not all were, uh, that artists have chosen were available uh, or adapted, uh, or, or maybe uh, most of the time the spaces were uh, small because it's, there are caves, uh, there are uh, small spaces, also small squares, so um, if we wanted to have big heavens with uh, a big audience, uh, there was, uh, uh, we really needed to compone, uh, to compose the artistic creation uh, in another way, maybe to split it in different spaces and different time, as example. Um, so, Every creation was a challenge, but uh, uh, in each challenge, the city was part itself uh, of the creation. Uh, of course, um, this uh, this set uh, Matera is a wonderful set. Uh, so, uh, in a way, it's easy. Uh, to include it uh, because it really has uh, an added value uh, to the creation. But on the other hand, um, if you are not managing well the scale of the event and the spaces that you are choosing, uh, this could be the difficulty that uh, the space is stronger than um, the artistic creation. So you really need to create this, um, this balance uh, of uh, uh, art uh, forces, in a way. Uh, I don't know if it's clear what I am explaining, but most of the time this, uh, um, this is happening uh, with artists that uh, should act in um, maybe in uh, beautiful cultural heritage sites uh, uh, that could be too large or too strong or uh, too delicate for some uh, artistic creation. So uh, there, is, there should be uh, this balance between the artistic creation and uh, the place itself. Uh, and it has to be intertwined because both need to uh, connect and uh, to dialogue, uh, in a way. If it's not happening, it's just a picture. Uh, a scenography in a theater. So it's it's not uh, exactly the experience uh, that was made. Um, so uh, this required in Matera uh, much more 
uh, attention um, on the scale of the events, uh, on the space that could be chosen um, than in uh, any other uh, public space or the public space. What is the more iconic uh, example uh, is the Abitare l'Opera uh, uh, creation that was one of the biggest production during the candidacy uh, bit, during the, the writing of the project, uh, as there is no opera uh, in Matera and neither in the region. So that was totally missing uh, in the rural region. Uh, of course, the idea was to bring opera in Matera uh, for European uh, capital of culture. So that was uh, Yes, a challenge uh, not to do an opera, but uh, just to bring opera <laughs> to us, uh, the, the, the first one. So uh, the question was, how can we uh, create an opera uh, in Matera, uh, in the city, uh, without having a conventional stage and without doing just an, an open air opera? Uh, so we take it from the stage, we bring it in some square, and uh, and that's it. Um, it's summer, it's nice, it's okay. Uh, so that was not the the, the point. Um, the point was to use the sassy that has this shape uh, as as a stage, uh, as example, um, to use it as a set. Uh, and uh, so as a stage itself. So we uh, started with the collaboration with the uh, Opera of Naples, uh, Teatro San Carlo. Um, and this was clearly a challenge for them as well, because they were absolutely not used to do this kind of work. Uh, probably, yes, opera in open air with strong uh, um, strong installations uh, invasive installation uh, uh, strong technique uh, sounds uh, effect and uh, and so on but that was not the point because it's uh, it's simply too much uh, complicated to build a stage like that in matter it's just simply not possible because just having uh, um, a, a tear coming there with a technique is quite impossible. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but uh, on the other hand, we also wanted uh, 1,000 people uh, to assist uh, in the square and also then having experience of this opera uh, in the rest of the city, uh, on the terrace, on the roof, on the, on the street, so uh, we have done together with the yes, Teatro San Carlo accepted the, the, this challenge and to work in another way. Um, we first started uh, with some uh, technical and sound uh, experimentation. Um, yes, one year and a half before, uh, because we needed uh, a lot of. Uh, experimentation to be sure 
that uh, the, the, the sound could be ensured, if not, uh, that people could see and hear wherever they are. So this helps us also to calibrate the right dimension of this opera uh, that have to be uh, in one place. We wanted to have it much larger, but it was not technically possible. Uh, it should have been too much invasive, too expensive. It had nonsense. So we decided to do it um, uh, to replicate it uh, much more. But uh, the, the second challenge was the stage uh, that couldn't be uh, as usual um, because it, it was important also to use the city, uh, uh, the buildings uh, and the natural landscape also uh, as, a, as a set. So uh, that's what happens. And we also wanted to have the audience getting into that creation uh, slowly during the day. So the preparation uh, of the opera should also become a part of daily life, entering in daily life. And the, the inhabitants uh, uh, of Matera should also participate, create a, a prologo, a pre-opera, uh, in which they slowly could bring people, uh, people and um, uh, also in the meaning of the opera uh, during the day until the night to go into this opera. So it was a kind of journey in a way. So we also decided for that reason that uh, the set would be extremely simple. It was uh, a kind of catwalk for the singers, a very small catwalk and one a little stage uh, for um, uh, the orchestra and then the choir would have been in different spaces, move. Um, the public, uh, we decided that the public will not be seated. Uh, they would be uh, um, able to move as well and to have different points of view during, uh, but most of mostly uh, having the possibility to be extremely close uh, to the performers. Uh, so it was, um, at the end, extremely immersive because you could be uh, less than one meter to the singers. So you don't, only you see it, you hear it, but you can also feel it. <laughs> Um, so uh, this was, uh, for me, the best experience uh, of what could be a public space. Um, as people uh, was not seated, we decided to present Cavalleria Rusticana, that is one act for one hour. Uh, and as people could move freely, um, so you, you could choose to be uh, close to the orchestra or uh, to the singer or to the choir and have different points of view, looking for the videos, looking for uh, uh, the landscape uh, or whatever. Uh, 
uh, or you can choose to be uh, seated on one street uh, or on one of the terrace. Um, and uh, this also in different uh, evening or different moment of the day. And, uh, and finally, what uh, us, we couldn't stop the life of the city while we were uh, setting uh, all this opera in the city, we decided that uh, the setting is also part of the show. So this was also open. Um, so how we are uh, rebuilding this stage, uh, even if as minimal as possible, uh, that people go, could go on during the day uh, experimented, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, it's like it was like taking the black box, open it, uh, and uh, invite people to take a look at what is happening inside most of the time. That the show is not starting only when. Uh, uh, when the singers start singing, when the stage opens, uh, the stage was open from the beginning of its construction. Uh, and the same, the creation. So slowly, uh, as example, every evening there were some rehearsal. Uh, one was with the core, one was with uh, the orchestra. So um, yes, during the evening, you could go out and see some pieces. Uh, of course, it was the same as what you could have been two days after. Uh, but still, it, no, it's not the same. Uh, because it's uh, uh, there was this magic moment um, when the uh, chef d'orchestre was um, uh, doing his own rehearsal but without orchestra. So he was doing his gesture, but there was nobody in the square. Only people looking at it. So it was, and it was extremely silent. Um, so this was also uh, a kind of, yes, it was a show as well. Um, uh, it was a part of the show that is growing. So every day you have a new liar. So this is also what a public space can offer if you are pushing uh, as much as possible this uh, uh, this kind of process. It's it's not only uh, having unconventional space. It's uh, it's not only because it's much more accessible. Accessible. It's also because you have all this layer of construction and this is part also of the performance so the performance itself is just one point of it um, you have mentioned that in matter very crucial it was the co-creation process mm -hmm. um, of course matter is like really um, extraordinary example but uh, do you think that the um, co-creation will be something that will be more appearing in this while creating the space for example now there are some ideas that for example the the, the medical um 
people from the medicine, from the health should be involved in in co-creation of this space. However, of course, the other expert may be really crucial for the other aspects as well, not only thinking about COVID as this is quite like the topic right now, but in general, do you think that this will be happening? Uh, I hope so. Uh, well, um, yes, Matera was this had this challenge of the space uh, of these productions. Um, as an ECOC, uh, it has the duty to uh, how to say uh, this was this motto: what Matera can mm. give to Europe and what Europe can give to Matera. And then the, this means uh, how. Uh, locally, there was uh, an excellent creative scene. Uh, Vanya and Lalbero was one of them, uh, as example. Um, but uh, the meeting was not doing uh, the usual one, of course, uh, because you don't need a European capital of culture for that. Uh, so. Uh, the European Capital of Culture helps also to change the ambition and, and the scale of the game. Uh, and it, uh, uh, it constrains as well to uh, cooperate and then to co-create uh, uh, with others and uh, to contaminate in a way. So uh, the rule of the game was, okay, you locally uh, have a good project and you are able to do it, okay. Um, you have partners or all the artists uh, abroad that are also excellent that would like to come them to do their own project. But that's not the point. It's, uh, the point is when you and all the people that you are choosing uh, with your own ID meet in Matera, uh, but bringing uh, IDs from abroad, as example, uh, what is happening? You should do something new. It's not something coming here doing your own project and, and neither vice versa. It's something new for this reason with all these criteria. So now we could go uh, maybe deeper in, uh, in what is co-creation, all the co-creation process that, that we have done, but we should meet another time, I guess. <laughs> this could be another, <laughs> uh, uh, another uh, experience for you, <laughs> another exercise. Um, so maybe it's, it's complicated to, to, to talk about it without uh, getting into details, but uh, we set some rules to uh, motivate this co-creation. So, um, but really it worked and it worked uh, within the co-creation. Also the space was uh, of, of course uh, important because it was part of the challenge, but uh, also uh, building the sustainability of the project itself and making it adaptable also for all the context.
as we set it as a rule for the co-creation, uh, we have made a lot of ingredients that uh, help um, this process to happen uh, successfully. Um, and I say successfully because uh, with this co-creation process, uh, at the time I was the cultural manager, but there were no artistic director. And I was not an artistic director. I let all organization choose uh, with the right level of ambition. So uh, I was more monitoring the level of ambition uh, and the level of collaboration than who he's part of. And uh, honestly, I can tell now uh, that because we, we were able, because it was a European capital of culture, we were able to do it at the large scale. Um, this worked extremely well in terms of quality of the result, uh, in terms of type of the result, because uh, all the creation were all transsectorial. Um, and this was to me a big surprise because uh, maybe someone starting uh, wanting to do a film, uh, then finally also has done uh, an exhibition, and then also has done a tour, and then also has done a book, and uh, and I don't know, and a participatory process, and uh, included uh, uh, not uh, professional actors, uh, and it worked, and and so on. So it's. Um, uh, the result uh, is uh, excellent in any case, um, because uh, now I can tell it, uh, because without an artistic direction, <laughs> a vertical one, that means that um, the artist or uh, the artistic content that they have chosen is the right one for them to continue. So it's right because it is opening future to what they have done. And finally, what uh, I, I see that is uh, the most uh, achieved, surprisingly achieved, is that the production, the project, is not only a production for Matera 2019, it's not only a project that that could tour now, even if, if it happens. Um, but they all have created a format. That means that within this format, they have a project that they can tour, but they also have a part that is still experimental and that they can still exploring much more. They have partners that bring them all the partners. Now they can partnering also for something else. Uh, entering in uh, in the European project, uh, uh, developing also the participatory part uh, 
within their own community, trying it with new communities uh, locally, but also maybe uh, doing it in a smaller scale uh, than the one in Matera in another city, um, or uh, adapt the book for something else, or uh, the exhibition can be presented in a totally other way. Um, so it's uh, the co-creation is not only a product uh, is giving a format. What has been built through this co-creation process is, of course, events that happens in the, uh, during the European Capital of Culture, but it's also um, something that can be uh, used uh, and developed, uh, easily developed uh, in the next, for me, five or ten uh, years to come. So it's an investment that is worthwhile. Uh, with, within this process. I would like to one more time um, come back to this interplay between um, conventional uh, and traditional and unconventional spaces and how exactly that will evolve in the future. So I was just wondering, in your opinion, do you think it will be an equi equilibrium and conventional and unconventional spaces will kind of work together um, or will it more? Will they more stay in uh, competition? Or how would you say the 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 connection between conventional and unconventional public spaces will be? I I don't think uh, there there are and there will be in competition, but they should they should connect much more. <laughs> Uh, because they are both facing uh, changes. Also in public space now, um, there are much more uh, strikes, uh, it's much more a political space. So creation cannot be the same, of course. Uh, and if the public space is becoming the place to uh, uh, react or to claim, uh, or uh, to tell your words, uh, uh, the space uh, given to the artist uh, is different because it has a different meaning. So when we were working uh, with um, the institute network, uh, there were um, 25 festivals, <clears throat> mainly performing arts, uh, from 17 countries. So uh, every uh, every partners had different conditions, um, and different conditions also of what is the meaning of public space. Um, so of course the the same production didn't have the same effect. Uh, uh, in uh, or couldn't be presented in the same way uh, uh, throughout the, these uh, these countries. Um, one example was um, a, a creation from a <clears throat> collective of women in uh, in Pristina in uh, in Kosovo. Um, they were they were really engaged uh, engaged women. Um, so their work was told feminist 
there. Uh, and they, uh, their creation was um, to polish the shoes in the streets. Um, so this was really uh, uh, something uh, subversion uh, in Pristina. Um, and in a way, it was not uh, only feminist, it was political, of course, a political action. So if you want to choose this collective with their feminist message uh, into uh, a festival uh, in uh, Hungary or uh, in Spain, of course, the action cannot be the same. So uh, the artist really needed to find in every place something that could be uh, give reflection to the audience. Uh, uh, so what is subversive to do in uh, in every country? So that was becoming the meaning. This uh, last year has changed uh, not really the meaning of the public space, but the senses in um, what are we doing? Does it have sense anymore? Uh, um, and it is like traveling because uh, maybe traveling could have uh, the more effect uh, on that two kind of spaces. Because if you are having big tours or big events, or uh, does it have sense anymore uh, now for a big festival with? Uh, uh, a lot of gear and materials and people traveling. Um, so, um, or maybe cities spending uh, a lot uh, of money for one big event because uh, they just want to be a dot uh, on the map. Uh, does it have sense now? It's not. Uh, I guess that the change is not coming uh, from artists or programmers from um, conventional or unconventional spaces, but more about the um, what has meaning now or not. Um, many of the artists that I know uh, are all telling me, I just want to create, I just need to create. <laughs> it, and it's not a question of space. It's a question of um, uh, experimenting what they have in mind with an audience. So I would say for them, whatever the space, because they can adapt much more uh, easily. I don't know if the spaces can adapt. <laughs> uh, the conventional space could adapt, uh, could be, a, they have to, probably, um, but we, we all know we cannot do it uh, in the same way. So, uh, um, by the way, we are all in a, uh, in a creative field, so uh, it's, it's more a question of time than uh, a question of not doing it. Uh, it's really difficult to, uh, to say, yes, it will happen like that. Uh, it's uh, it's just my projection. <laughs> uh, 
probably many other people will tell it in another way. Um, and probably it will happen also in another way. I would prefer to conclude telling uh, that um, let's be ready uh, for the surprise of the change, uh, but ready to uh, welcome it. Thank you, Ariane, for being with us. See you on the next episode.